Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. There isn't usually a reason why we get together. And, uh, well, there was supposed to be one for this one, except... I originally planned this episode to be about an episode I thought, actually, I'm going to start again. That sounds shit. No, 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 no. That was great. <laughs> Just continue. All right. Okay. <laughs> Basically, what happened was, right, I planned this whole episode based on an episode I thought that we had lost. And then Long Long and Jacqueline have come and just told me before we've like gone on air, said, no, no, we've actually released it. And I went back and checked and we actually have released it. And I thought it didn't save. So my whole episode has gone to shit. But thankfully, the girls here have said they'll carry the episode. So since the last time we actually got together, we mentioned that Jacqueline, you had just started at Phillips. Um, I guess natural question now, a couple of months in, what are you doing? What are you developing? And what's been the response that people have given to you now that it's more into the world that you are at Phillips? Has anything changed at all? So I didn't tell anybody I'm at Phillips. We did not mention that in the last episode. Did we not mention that in the last episode? No, no. This is like right now. I don't. <laughs> I have never. I haven't told anyone. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, all wait. Right. I all right, so are we allowed Wait, to say yeah, it now? We're at Phillips. You have to phrase it like, oh, Jacqueline, you have an update in your life. What is it? Tell us about All it. Right. Yeah, tell us about this update in your life then. Wait, you're going to ask me again. Ask me again. Okay. Right. So again. Jacqueline, right? What's oh this God. new event in your life? You know, what are you doing in New York? Guys, can we start over? <laughs> uh, sure. Wait, but why is... Okay, wait, first I want to... Okay, just start again. How am I supposed to ask the question in a different way and start over? Okay, fine. Just leave it then. Okay, leave it. But I just want to know, why is Luca in New York? Oh, I literally... Dude, we missed each other by a day and a half. Yes, I know that. You arrived a day and a half later. But why is Luca in New York? I, what, what do you mean? He, I went back to Vancouver to get him. Oh, okay. Because I'm moving into my new place in two in 10 days. And then I was telling Chester how literally normally when I say, oh yeah, for sure, I'm going to go. Because when you, when you said you were going to be in Vancouver, I told you, if only you could stay a little longer, I promise I would go back. Yeah, um you for sure yeah and then it just didn't work out and then i was a little bit uh bumped by it by how how close it was did you have clam chowder though no uh we so chester came to pick me up we went to have vietnamese food and then he met luca yeah. And then um oh sorry. 
he met Luca as we like as I came home. Um, but then we have Vietnamese food, and then we went to this really nice Japanese coffee place that's yeah. near Granville Island that they apparently just opened on the first day, and there was a huge line. Was it like the best day of his life? <laughs> if he cussed the coffee. Like that would be so Chester. Like get there, waiting for no. someone. And then he, he, he actually did not. He, what did he order? He ordered. I know why he didn't cuss that day. Or, I know exactly yeah, why he didn't cuss. Yeah, me too. Because he was with you. That's no. why. And it was just the best day of his life. Yeah, exactly. Because he met Luca. He was like, oh, Luca, his eyes. And then so fluffy and Luca wasn't shy at all. I had to bring him out to, to meet Chester. All right. All right. Enough about Luca. Tell us about this new role. Okay. Um, so. Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> new, new role in life. Um, yeah. So yeah. Cashman. Cashman. Um. I brought Luca back to New York because for the next year or so, I'm going to be situated in New York. Um, I haven't. So I guess this is the official announcement um, through the podcast, at least, is I uh, I recently took up a one year consultancy uh, role at Phil- Phillips, New York, um, and it's been really great. It's not what I expected to be doing uh, at all, but my friend and I, Jennifer, who previously worked at Phillips and someone who got me into watches. And funnily enough, she's her work is right downstairs from where I'm where I'm staying at right now. So we've been having lunches together. And yesterday, as we were out getting coffee, she said, "Fam, I think it's." so wild that I was working at Phillips. I got you into watches. I left Phillips and now you're at Phillips. So it's kind of like a full circle. Um, and, you know, going into the role, I knew, I knew what the role was on paper, but no idea on what I was going to do. And for the past few weeks, it's just been such a learning, um, process uh with really really cool people um we have five people on the team and everybody's just been very kind and and generous with their knowledge and time so um it's been great i there i remember i was telling messaging you guys while i was in the office right Mm. Uh, still in disbelief that sometimes there are those days when you just you just go in and all you need to do for that day is look at watches take good photos for them so they have the clients have better representation and get to spend time with with the watches which is ridiculous i'm I'm getting paid for this um so yeah it's it's been great what did you expect like you said like you know i kind of had an idea and you know what did you expect and is it like yeah different how is it different um, I'll tell you what I, what I knew going into it because I was familiar and friendly with the people of the team already. I knew that there wasn't going to be much difference, uh, on the people side. 
what I didn't know was exactly what I'd be doing. And I think there was no way for me to know or prepare in the first place. You're, you kind of are just thrown into it and everybody's a team player in this sense. So we just help each other out. If every, if someone needs something to be done, um, that's on the top of their priority list, everybody stops what they're doing to, to, to do that for that person. And, um, me going in on the first day, I was helping a colleague do something because we were on a deadline. And the next day I started cataloging and there was no handholding. Um, you're just thrown into it, which according to, to, to Paul is the best way to learn. You're literally passed watches onto your little uh, tray and say they say please follow um follow and study what how we've cataloged before and catalog these so i remember what my first watch is that i cataloged which is a uh, blood like um what they call kind of blood red stella yellow gold day date from the 60s and that's it was pretty cool. You spend, you know, 30 to one hour um, with that watch and subsequently with every watch that you catalog. And through every edit, this is what I didn't expect, right? I, I knew it was, it was a lot of work for the cataloging. Um, and I just wish that every watch is represented this the, the, the correct way. And I hope people really take their time to read um, the catalogs mm. that specialists write for for it because it's um it's like an art in it of itself and I know people obviously focus on the photos which is the also very very the most important um, but some information if you're not thorough with the cataloging while reading it you miss a lot of information so it's about how to strategically also make it fun to read not too boring and um make the and you have to you have to put it in order like the order of significance right it's mm. like a whole writing um writing procedure but yeah. you know how it's very standardized like you study the previous one and and then you kind of follow that kind of like length and language and everything <clears throat> yeah i wish that they would um like they will let you write it in a way that just sounds like you talking and then then um and then within the different auction houses there would be very famous people who wrote a specific way that everyone would want to read so for example they'll be like hey um Jacqueline writes for the Geneva auction and then that's the catalog I look forward to reading and then everyone would have a very specific style and voice because right now I think the way the catalog reads yeah it's very efficient it gets to the point it addresses the key things that you need to know but you're just like oh okay like is this copy and paste yeah, yeah. We, we've actually addressed that issue because um mm -hmm. we found like that there is a particular section where you know you probably know about it you know where auctioneers they pick out their like favorite lots right or a yeah. lot of this auction yeah so we found that content to be quite good, you know, as in mm -hmm. quite receptive, you know, it did yeah. quite well, performed quite yeah. well. Um, 
But the thing is, is like you might look like Jacqueline's version, but then the other person might not. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so for the main part, it has to be standardized. But I think, you know, it's like Aurel has a persona. Thomas has a persona, like Marcello has a persona, right? Even when they auction. And then people identify and resonate with that person. So um, it's something that I think, you know, from the editorial side can certainly maybe, you know, we can look at and develop because people identify with a person's voice for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and also the choice of watch. So I, I don't mm. know how Hong Kong does it, but in New York, um, it was you have a tray of watches and um, everybody kind of picks their favorite. Mm. So to, to catalog. And if it's something that's been obviously sold before, um, you have a very easy reference. But if it's something that's fresh to market or a brand or a model that you haven't seen, then it's you, you get to take on more of a creative side. And um, so I've done a few of those, uh, especially for independent watch brands. Um, I agree. It'd be really cool to when you get a catalog and you're reading it and then but you don't know who wrote it. But after you read it, you're oh, I think someone this is someone's writing style that that would be uh, that would be really cool to, mm. to see. So, yeah. Jack, what's the first watch that you've seen that? you know, as you're cataloging that you thought, I really want this. Has it happened yet? Um, you know what? This is a really great question. I think the expected answer is yes, but I've, and this is something that I surprised myself and I was taking back at it by a little, a little bit because I expected going in and, I'm having a great time, right? But I hope this makes sense. I've kind of disassociated myself from collector versus uh, mm. like a like a cataloger in the moment. Yeah. Um, when I'm wearing the cataloging hat, I'm just looking at the watch with the loop and trying to best represent it, right? And we've been kind of busy up till this point that I haven't had the chance to switch back my collector's hat and of course it's it, you're, you're looking at the same watches so it's it's easy to 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 do that but um i think i've just so far been very focused on on one role that i haven't even had time to really think for myself or if if that's a reference down the road i'd be interested in there are watches that i held and i said to myself wow that's great but I think to really feel it, you have to spend more time with it. And I haven't had that opportunity. So maybe during the previews, I will. Um, one thing that it has taught me, not taught, but I kind of got out of, um, is um, like the, the message that I got out of is to just take my time. Because again, switching back with my collector's hat, if I'm going to be doing this, um, then I have, well, for now, a year to see however watches from the three sales we have um, to, to just, just take it slow and, and, and look at a lot of them and then really reflect on how I want to proceed in the future for myself. 
So, but yeah, I got to tell you, there are some pieces, especially like vintage that I think I thought it was wild to have, you know, all of them in the same room together. And one day when I was going into the office, I, you know, you don't have time to really go in and, and look at it sometimes, but it's just crazy to think, oh yeah, there's like a box sitting right behind me to the right of my shoulder that has little plastic bags and all the watches that I've been reading about for the past three years are, are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and but, but the, you don't see it, but it's just, you know, it is there. And I kind of like it that way. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, right. Just moving on a little bit that the job has actually meant that you now reside in New York. And actually just before, I don't know if we recorded it, but you said that you're actually moving to your new place. So what's it like being settling in New York and what's the food like? Have you gone to like any decent places? Um, settling in New York is hard to those who don't live in New York. Um, the, the rental situation is absolutely ridiculous because of the interest rate hikes. Um, so I was on the hunt. Can you elaborate on that? Can you elaborate on that? Sure, 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 sure. So, um, because of the interest rate hikes in the U.S., the housing market, even though the housing market hasn't moved much because people just haven't been selling because people are realizing that, oh, if I sell, if I were to sell my house now, despite the interest rate being high, I won't be able to afford the same kind of house in the same bracket uh, down the road because of the mortgage rates, mm. right? Mm. And hence, that's why there is um, less houses that have or apartments that have come onto the market and despite this that's what it remained uh, constant but with that a lot of people have been looking to rent people who don't own homes Mm -hmm. and so the rental market has really uh uh, shot up and what are we looking at then i'll get to that it's crazy Uh, and and it's pretty nuts right so i just want to make that comparison yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, and especially in New York, where you're in a uh, a place where there's limited space already. Um, on top of which, a lot of New York condos or apartments have agents, and and you you can't get a place unless you have an agent representing you or showing you the place. Right? You can't really just go and view it yourself. I mean, you can, but then for the nicer places, you have to have an agent. Hmm. And the agent takes one month rent as fee just to start the application process for you. From the from the renter? From the renter. Like, geez, that's... From the renter. So for me, I started looking for uh, studio slash one bedroom. Yeah. And... I have a lot of friends in New York, so I asked around and people give me different opinions. Some said, oh, yeah, you should stay at this place, but Mm. it's really far from Phillips. And I'm not versed in how to ride the subways. I mean, I I do it now, but I still get lost. Um, So I just thought, you know what, for one year, I'm just going to find some place 
that's close by until I'm familiar with it. And then for maybe yeah. in the future, if I stay in New York, I'll I'll find um yeah. someone else somewhere else. But I looked at studio and one bedroom studio, nice studios. And I'm saying nice as in either pre-war or modern, but with washer and dryer, because a lot of the units yeah. don't have washer and dryer. So the floor shares a washer and dryer. And I knew that. But I said to myself, I'm not doing what I did in college because that's what you have to do in college. Um, And plus, I'm going to have Luca with me and it's just going to be a lot of mess. So I I continued to look. I finally found a place um, that's really close to the office in a very nice building. It's a one bedroom with one and a half uh, bathroom um one and a half bathroom you, uh yeah so 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 one like two sink bathroom in the master bedroom and then there's like um oh, okay right. you know like uh one sink on suite and then yeah 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 four for the guests if they were to come over so they don't have to go into your bedroom which is nice the view is amazing city top like view um I mean, but I just have to pay a lot for it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous how much I'm paying compared to Boston prices. It's double. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's nice. Like I'm 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 very happy with it. And uh I'll see I'll see if I, you know, find someone else, find someplace else in the future. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. long when you as you get to know the city, right? Yeah. When you uh when you yeah. I mean, I'm not going to leak your travel plans, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Come say hi to Luca. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I want to know, because I moved recently. So what are, I actually want to know whether you care about location more or the inside of your house, like how nice it is. Both. <laughs> but uh, yeah. if I had to choose... um. Oh, this is so difficult. I mean, I guess I me, care about I house. care about the inside. I care yeah, about the inside. inside. Yeah, because inside. you're living in it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's just in New York, it's difficult because I'm so new here that location also matters. Hence, mm-hmm. why it was more difficult to find a place. Right. Mm-hmm. If it were Boston, where I'm already familiar with, I'd. I'd probably prioritize the decorations or the facilities um, than the convenience factor because I know how to get around. And in Boston, I can get a car, right? You can actually drive. Yeah. In New York, there's no point in getting a car. Yeah. Um, so Dude, it the- sounds like it sounds like it really sucks. It like, sounds like Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it really freaking sucks. Like you, you, you think it's nice to live in New York? Like I always well, I knew it that. Might be a little bit. I didn't know that. Okay, my comparison is that it's nicer than Hong Kong because even though it's a it shit, is nice. but you have more things. You have museums. You have parks. You can yeah. it's safer. Park. No, it's not. Dude, New York is definitely not safe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like oh, I got harassed a few times. Um, like, what, what do you mean? Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. Like, what do you mean? How? So I was um. I was walking my friend's dog. The Doberman? The Doberman. And they still attacked you? Oh, 
I'm so I'm so triggered because his name is Duke. Yeah. And Duke's so friendly, right? Yeah. But he really should not be because New York people, strangers would just come up to you and 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 touch touch your dog. Okay. And so I was walking him one time and this stranger, this this homeless uh man just came straight up to me and started smothering him like 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 this. And, and he smelled really bad and he was so close to me that I also became slightly uncomfortable. And I said, can, can you stop doing that? He doesn't like it when strangers touch him. And to my surprise, he actually stopped. Yeah. And he asked, oh, what's your dog's name? I said, Duke. And this was during, we had a few, you know, um, we had a few protests in the city and, and a lot of places were shut down due to the um, anti-Semitism things that's been happening. Um, I'm sure you've read about in the news. So so he said, Dukes, he said Dukes instead of Duke. He said, Dukes, what's an, what's an Asian doing with a Jewish dog? <laughs> and he started yelling. So he said that in a relatively normal um like voice and then he started yelling he said bitch you're way out of bounds like what are you doing with the jewish stuff Fuck it. Yeah. and then i got really scared and duke was just sitting yeah. there like, that dog is useless it yeah and you know right after that i walked away i called my friend i said dude <laughs> you need to train your dog because <laughs> what like you need to at least train him to bark on command. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I was so tempted to like step on his tail stub to make him bark <laughs> or or like <laughs> punch him, you know? Because I was so scared. Um right. then my uh someone from the office, my friend said uh I told them that and and she said you know, my one and only lesson for you, for a new newcomer to New York, is just that every day you have to just imagine that it's the worst day in people's lives. Everybody you see, <laughs> you have to imagine that they're having the worst day and you do not make eye contact. And when yeah. you're walking on the street, you don't make eye contact. You just You just go so that people don't bump into you. I've had several instances because there's so many people in New York where like you take a, you take a corner and someone comes right like in your face because you can't see each other. Right. Yeah. And we do this dance and then they're like, just make up your mind already. And then they go, and I'm like, uh, sorry, (laughs) but then I didn't do anything wrong. So now I'm just when I'm when I'm walking in a crowd, I don't look at anybody. I just I just look straight and did nobody you, bumps into you. <laughs> did you used to? No. Okay. I'm the type where I'm ha- I have my phone kind of yeah. like happened in Hong Kong and I was freaked out yeah. by <laughs> I'm I'm the one when I'm walking I'm like uh <laughs> like this. And now in New York I just I just go. I just go like that. So okay. wild just sounds horrible yeah but the food is great for the first two weeks i ate nothing but thai because there's so many thai food around around me um 
and uh, it was really, really good. I had some, oh, I went to this neighborhood diner yesterday with Jennifer for oh. lunch. And when you come, I have to bring you. Okay. It's called Bite. Um, and it has such good sandwiches and paninis. I had a I had a black forest ham panini, and then Jen had like a chicken Reuben something, and it was really good. Um, Wait, just just putting it out there. Are we gonna do escape room? I'll find some. <laughs> okay. Yeah, museums um, I haven't had the yeah. chance to visit. Okay. Um, right. Can I tell I you? Ask about, you. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. go on long. I just need to tell you the story about what I did yesterday with okay. and it's related to poo okay so okay. I'm like <laughs> taking care of my friend's dog again and it's a French bulldog and when they poo they squat like air squat like humans okay I mean yeah it's like most dogs like so they squat and they curl their backs right um and then obviously when they're done they'll just get up okay and then I think it was two days ago when we were, oh, we were recording a podcast, right? And then he got mad because I was ignoring him. And I could hear that he ran to the bathroom and he was going through the trash. But I was like, whatever. I'm so annoyed. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> when I was done, I go to the trash and I'm like, where's everything in the trash bin? All my hair, all my stuff. I'm on my period. All my stuff inside the trash bin is gone. <laughs> okay. There's only a few bits of tissue left like here and there. So I was like, what? Like, where is it? Obviously, he ate everything. And then I was like, oh, shit. Okay, never mind. Okay. So I was walking him yesterday. And during the day, I'm already like, damn, this poo is weird. Okay. But then at night, um, and he always stops to poo when it's like in the middle of like the place where everyone stands across the road and everyone's watching me, right? Okay, so he poos and then I squat down to pick it up and then I tie the rubbish bag and then he does it again. And I'm like, oh, shit, like again. And but then <laughs> I, but I was like busy tying up the rubbish bag. So I didn't notice how long it's been that he's still squatting. He's still squatting for like more than 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I mean, he's turning seven. So I'm like, what's wrong? Is he going to die? <laughs> and so I'm like scared. Right. And then I realized in his mind, he thinks he's still pooing because the poo's attached to his butt, but it's not ending, right? Because it's just hanging there. So I'm like, oh God. So I take a plastic bag and I oh, you have to. go to the poo to pull it out, right? But I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I pulled out this poo that's like, I swear, like 30 centimeters long. Anyways, it's the length of my hair for sure. Because he ate all my hair, right? And all the stuff. So I'm just there like pulling his poo out of his butt and everyone's just watching me. <laughs> Oh my god, what a story. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, like I'm traumatized because my this this episode should be R-rated. Jesus. And I'm like trying to look for a bin walking around holding this poo, right? (laughs) And then we get to the next traffic light. He decides to he has diarrhea now. So he just shits diarrhea. And then I check my bag. I'm like, wait, I ran out of plastic bag. So I look at my tote bag and I was like. I have to use my tote bag, I think. So what was the tote bag? What was this, which tote bag did you use? Because you got some wrist, nice ones. No, this is a wrist check one. <laughs> 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 but 
But then I saw this woman and she watched me do the whole thing. And then, then she gave me like, we cannot do this to our sponsor. I know. video. <laughs> I had to like wipe his butt and I could just see everyone watching me clean his asshole with the wet tissue. But can I, can I, yeah. can I ask you a question? Yeah. Were you at one point when you were pulling out the poop while everybody's watching you in like the middle of the street? Yeah. Think to yourself, why am I? What am I doing here? Yeah. yeah. What, what is my life? Doing? Yeah. Squatting on the floor, pulling my own hair out of a dog's butt, covered in poo. And every day, like, because this happened two days of him pooing like this. And every day I'm like, great, what is it today? What kind of stuff from the rubbish bin is going to come out today? Would you would you be surprised if I told you that I can relate to that feeling? Like yourself? <laughs> like your own well, I, I, I'm really happy no. that I can't no. relate to any of this. I can relate. There is at least one like normal member of the waiting list podcast that is not pulling <laughs> shit out of shit man like I, fuck? I definitely can relate and it was it happened the first summer of college and I've been traumatized ever since but it wasn't like pulling it wasn't pulling poop out of anybody's yeah. butt thank god your own butt. your own butt no thank god but um it was someone else's butt no no it wasn't pulling poo out of anybody's butt but but it involved it had to involve poo (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i can tell this story on the recording i think we i think we i'll tell a short version of it Okay, okay so going into college i wanted to major in archaeology so i took this freshman seminar that was on archaeology and i was very very interested so for the summer um and then i started working for this professor of my organizing his office and his database and whatever and so for the first year you kind of take it slow uh freshman summer um, going into sophomore year and he was gonna go on a um, excavation and he needed help so I went to Tibet with him and we were on like a two-month-long ex- excavation but there are good times when um, I would I would uh, you know for the, for the majority of the time we were staying in this really rural place um and you weren't eating nutritious food it was it was meat yuck meat yeah um yak yeah yak meat y-a-k um milk and um kind of calorie packed cookies for undernourished people so that you can you you have energy you know there's like army type cookies and so that's all we ate so obviously this bathroom situation was not good and and (laughs) for a long time we had to go use those really bad outside stalls yeah and until 
one day we had to switch locations and they had a little motel that they situated us in and it had a toilet. So I saw that and I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a really good time because I have not sat on the toilet for a long time. And, but the thing is the toilet has really weak water flow. (laughs) So, and it was our first day at the motel and, and it did not work well. So I was like, oh no, we have a, we have to meet in 15 minutes, but it's our first day. And I don't want the motel staff on their first day of house cleaning into this new person's room that I'm going to be staying in like a weekend, fix the bathroom situation. So I had to do it myself. And it was like, you take the water from the sink, you pour it in, you take the water from the sink, you pour it in. And it went on for a lot longer than it should have. And this entire time of getting the water, putting it in, I'm thinking to myself, what have I gotten myself into? That's the short version. There are other bits that I'm going to leave out, but I can relate. Dude, I I will tell you after. The the episode caption for this should be, you will think very much differently about poo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that poop talk. Great. Right. Great, guys. Okay. So I want to finish off because we spent, well, the whole episode (laughs) laughing and just pissing about. (laughs) um about only love that for us i love that for us Uh, only watch because we got asked that in the last episode jack you weren't on the last episode what's your take yeah um so i uh i read about the whole scandal um I, I understand from the person who kind of raised concerns that it, it should have been a question that was asked a long time ago. And I'm I'm glad that people uh, are asking those questions and, and, and having their own doubts. Um, in terms of Only Watch itself, I don't know the organizer, but I've heard things about the guy, mostly good things. And I just hope that if they were to release documents and, and proof that everything checks out, you can only hope for that or else I don't think there will be ever another only watch. Um, and in terms of the the postpone, postpone, postponing of the event, I think it's the right decision or else it wouldn't do the brand's justice to be clouded in on, under this um, all these scandalous uh, news and, and question marks and doubt. In terms of the watches, I, I don't know. If if the auction happens, then everything is, is fine, but brands have already pulled out. So if this keeps on getting delayed, I wouldn't be surprised if more and more brands pull out to a point where, I mean, if Paddock pulls out, then... That's that's the big one, right? See, I um, think Patek did pull out. It was never publicly announced, but yeah, but pa- I think never the fact it was postponed. It. I think Pat- the fact that it was postponed was 
the fact that Patek, if Patek aren't coming in, and then I, if I looked at the figures, yeah, then then you have no real choice. You, you, Patek is such a credible organization company. Yeah, that it makes it so difficult, doesn't it? So, I think that only watch would have got the news that perhaps you know they weren't participating and then preempted that and you know like you said did the right thing if paddock see i think even if the spring auction happens and paddock goes in like it's not a good look right it's it's not something it's not good for paddock they don't need depends how the pr's done isn't it at the end of the day it's going to be a pr like whoever handles that if they do a good job they'll you know we'll definitely know and if they don't that that's completely pr so yeah but if paddock pulls out then i wouldn't be surprised that others pull out um mm. yeah have you have you guys seen the watches some of the watches no i was just thinking about the watches like if this is a big if but if, let's say it doesn't happen those watches for most cases have been made like by a lot of the brands man you know in in i don't know 10 15 years or whatever I wonder if those ever came up to auction, you know, from like the major brands, like let's say the AP, right? Mm. The white one that was, is like, is they're all unique pieces basically, right? So I don't think AP is going to make another one exactly like that, right? So that means that's the only one. But if it comes up and it's the one that never got sold, I wonder what that would kind of like reach, not now, but I'm saying like in five, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I know the um I don't I mean I can't comment for any of them but I think making educated guesses the micro brands and the independent brands would just sell to their own client base and Probably. I don't know what yeah. the big brands would do keep it in their archives or something yeah. yeah 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 all right so we're coming to the end we just did an episode with a lady called Amrita who is the Long, you'll have to correct me. Is the editor in chief? She's the editor. Or editor. Editor. She's the editor of uh, Tatler GMT, um, and she actually is a Harry Potter fan. So I was wondering, who is your favorite character, Jacqueline? <laughs> yeah. In Harry Potter, and then I've got a follow-up question that all three of us can answer. Wait, so why am I getting asked this question? Because we got we asked that it. question. Yeah, yeah, we oh. discussed it. And uh, she picked Snape. I don't know what you picked, Long Long, in the end. I like the... I said Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> I like the helper. <laughs> Which helper? Dobby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, who's okay. My, who's my favorite character from Harry Potter? I'm tempted to say Snape too. Because I feel like <laughs> it's better okay than what she say. said. I think, well, no, I is think it she okay said to Snape. say Voldemort? Yeah, of course. Why not? You think you find him sexy? Yeah, I, I do. Just thinking but, that. I was just thinking that long no, tight completely. Even in like Lord of the Rings, I secretly like I always like the evil side. <laughs> like, I can relate. I can relate to that. And plus, um, Voldemort 
like when he was young, he is very good looking. I know you're talking <laughs> no, about, but I know you're talking about him now. Yeah, yeah. The one I know that, that you're not talking about the younger version. I you're talking, talking about, about yeah. when he was uh, like a snake version. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like Snape. Oh, okay. I'll, right. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Snape. So. Wait, but I, wanna... I want to tell the reason. Okay. okay. Go on. Because I think it takes a lot of courage to mask how you truly feel and just completely mask yourself and detach yourself, but die. I with... will say. I hate Snape that. Snape is really popular <laughs> in the female demographic. And I think but maybe why? it's because of that. I think it's because of the, that exact reason. I that hate that. Said. Yeah, but why do people like that? Like, you have one chance to live your life and you live it in the shadows. Like, and I love, like, oh, yeah, so it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. No, I'm going to hit the wall because this is like all the Korean dramas. If you like somebody, <laughs> just go and tell them. Yeah. Don't hide in the shadows. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is like, now you mentioned it, it is like Korean drama. Oh, my God. Like, like it, yeah i know what you think like you think god just grow some balls <laughs> yeah just go and tell the person yeah. but the person that you love is married to someone else and has a family who they love each other very much and no. then no, she doesn't actually, love the other true. guy <laughs> that's yeah, not true because snape yeah her. snape snape yeah <laughs> had his chance because they all grew up at school didn't they yeah yeah, he was just so, so so self-conscious and insecure to actually act on it. Why is yeah. he? Even... Wasn't Snape good looking? Yeah, no, he's a bit pasty. He's a bit... <laughs> what? Jack? Okay, you really I like him. Hey, that. you guys just said Voldemort is good looking. I can't say oh, Snape. I say I, wait, hold on. I said Voldemort as a snake when he's an actual snake. No, that's even no, more but that's not you Voldemort. Like him as a snake. Wait, right. wait, who are you talking about? The snake is not him. No, he's a snake. Like he's also a snake, right? No, no, his soul is trapped in a big snake. Remember when he goes to kill? His soul is trapped in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and one the of last part of his snake, soul right? is the snake. But the yeah. snake you watched, um, the the Fantastic Beast is um like the the actual version. It's, like, um, it's an act. It's an Asian female. It's played by a Korean Nagimi. actress. It's called yeah. Or yeah, something. Yeah, so, something with N. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I want to go on to the next question, <laughs> right? And you can like you live just... out your like fantasies no. <laughs> over Snape and Voldemort, like and have Wait, a massive force. Like, like instead of the question to be like, okay, Jacqueline says something bad, and then okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's no retrieval yeah. no retrieval right yeah. people are gonna have this uh like impression but okay the next question is because i've read this online and i thought it was a really good question is from the harry potter universe who died would you bring back so just to give you an idea of all the people dumbledore died right you had uh okay. What's his face die? Uh, the guy from Prisoner of Azkaban, his uncle. Yeah, no. the black dog. Okay, serious. Yeah, 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 serious <laughs> black. Then you had uh, Snape. Then you had also Dobby, 
And if you're talking about good looking people, you probably you two are probably massive Twilight fans. You had Cedric. No, I hate Twilight. Cedric, Cedric Diggory. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 also uh yeah, you know, died. So there's okay. quite a few people that you could potentially <laughs> oh Lupin. Not Lupin. 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 Yeah, Lupin. Pr Professor Lupin. Yeah. Did um he McGonagall die? No, McGonagall no. didn't die. So there's quite a few. Who would you pick to bring back? One. Yeah, serious. At oh, least Harry serious? Potter. Yeah, at least Harry Potter can have some family. Okay, so you don't think Snape could fulfill that or Dumbledore? A Snape is just sick. Like he's not. I mean, he'll love Harry from afar, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Dumbledore is too old, so he will die. <laughs> he will die anyway. <laughs> That's like... harsh. <laughs> no, no, Dumbledore, yeah, he's got magic that like obviously makes him live longer. And no, no one grows a beard like that unless you're using some kind of magic. Like, but Dumbledore, I feel, yeah, for the better part of the magic universe, yeah, would be better for society. So I'd bring him back. You, Jacqueline. I mean, the obvious answer for me is Harry Potter's parents, but then you wouldn't have the story. So, yeah, no, no, but, but they don't Voldemort? die in the story, do they? They're already dead. They don't count. What about, okay, so then what about Voldemort? Yeah, Voldemort's somebody you could bring back. You, God, you love Voldemort, man. <laughs> Chill, out. Chill out with your Voldemort shit. And maybe Dobby. Because, okay. because like, you can't have too many helpers. <laughs> what? That's not the reason to bring it back. You can't yeah. have too many helpers. Like, yes, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being like an asshole. But um, yeah, Dobby. Because he just got his freedom and then he died and he didn't get the chance to Look, enjoy his life. I think I think maybe like you've been working so hard. You're very emotional and sentimental today. You're like picking like Snape and then like picking Dobby. You feel sorry. For Guys, them. I am a very sentimental person. I that think that's very true. Yeah. Maybe I don't show it, but I am. Yeah. Okay. Also, my well, right eyelid has been jumping nonstop. I think it's a bad omen. No, it's not. It's just lack of sleep. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Okay, next question. Or is that the end? No, that's it. That's the end. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the most randomest podcast. But I personally had a great time. Um, yeah. You know, arguably better than some of the time I have with our guests. I wish I could so... talk to JK Rowling. Who? JK, JK Rowling. No, yeah, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah is just, she doesn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yourself very well. You're not important enough for Oprah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to the Waiting List podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at The Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.